I am your host, Dr. J, the negotiation coach for professional women of color, and welcome to the Negotiate to Freedom podcast, where we learn how to audaciously use our voice to negotiate to freedom. Hello, hello, hello. This is Dr. J. I'm the Negotiate to Freedom podcast, and I'm here with you for another episode. And today I'm going to discuss how to own your value. And I'm going to provide three scenarios of different ways that you can own your value in the workplace or when you are negotiating. So the first way to own your value is to say no. And I know you're like, what are you talking about? Just say no, and that helps to own my value. That is exactly what I'm saying. And so let me give you an example. Let's say you are taking additional responsibilities as a physician. For example, let's say that there is a physician shortage in your department and you are now taking additional roles you are seeing more patients you are attending to your in basket much more and so you are working more than you used to given these added responsibilities and they are providing additional responsibilities to you but one way that you could own your value is by simply stating that you do not have the physical capacity to perform the role of two physicians. Another way that you can say that is just asking a question. Asking a question is really helpful because it gives other people the autonomy to create a solution. And so an example of doing that is just simply asking, how am I supposed to continue take on the role of two physicians without appropriately getting compensated for it and not having the resources to do so? And that way you are actually addressing two issues is number one, you're not getting paid for the additional work that that you're doing. And number two, you don't have the sufficient resources that you need to do that. So for example, a resource could be not having a scribe, if you're, if you're taking on more patients and you have to attend your in-basket more, you're going to need additional support in order to do so. So that way you can pose a question and allow them to come up with the solution. And that gives people autonomy, right? If you think about, you know, people, adults, I mean, inside of us, we're kind of like small children, Right. So if you think about a two year old, their favorite answer is no. Right. Especially if you tell them to do something is no. And so we still have that same two year old inside of us, even though we're adults, is that we don't like being told what to do. We also, like the two year old, want our autonomy. So by posing this question to them, 
it makes them feel autonomous autonomous and that is a way that they can provide a solution for you now the second way to own your value is to have objective data available now what i mean by this so for example if you are a physician who gets compensated based on the rvu system it is your responsibility to make sure that you are recording all your rvu data and make and ensuring that you are calculating correctly and you're meeting especially in the beginning with your administrator on a regular basis you know maybe starting out this could be weekly and then as you uh, become more comfortable with recording your data, you can do this on a monthly basis. And how does this help own your value? It helps you own your value because you have your compensation data for yourself and you can work that against the data that they have for you. So that way, if there's a discrepancy in your compensation, you can present it to them and say here, this is my data. This is based on the RVU conversion rate. This is how much I should be getting paid versus what your data is. There is a shortage in based on this discrepancy. These are grounds for negotiation. These are grounds for you to be appropriately compensated. So, and, 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 it also shows them, hey, there is way much more value in the way that I have been working versus what you have recorded, right? Because if you're if you're seeing more patients or you're you're coding for a higher bill amount, you have the objective data to support that. So that is a way that you can own your value. Now, the third way that you can own your value is connecting their value with your value. So for example, let's say that your department wants to create a diversity, equity, and inclusion arm. And this is something that you've been passionate about. And it is another way that you can feel more purposeful and fulfilled by working in this specific department. Now, you can you can state that. You can talk about your interest in that department and how you would add value to that department. And that way, your value connects with their value. And therefore, um, with that collective process, it allows you to own your value. And so those are three ways that you can own your value in the workplace and they become grounds for negotiation. And also, I just want to emphasize that you don't always have to, when you negotiate, it doesn't always mean that it is something that involves a salary or it involves a monetary item. But just think about ways where you would feel more 
purposeful in your department or ways that you can truly add value by having less of this thing and more of this thing. So when you think about owning your value, part of it comes from looking inside of you. How can you best add value to your workplace and does it align with the value or the standard that your workplace has for itself and then this way you can work in a place where you don't always feel like you're overworking or not providing something that is valuable it allows you to work in integrity it allows you to still have pride as a physician and allows you to still love what you do. All right. Well, that is all I have for you today. I hope you found this information helpful. Please share this episode with another woman physician in your life and go out there and own your value. All right. Be blessed, y'all. Bye.